Hello, I'm the Professor, and with me today, uh, Bucky and DJ Fly High, as usual, for another episode of Top Shelf Nerds, a Nerds Amalgamated production. Today, yeah. today we're talking about net neutrality and Australian laws involving ISPs. So to kick it off, the first topic is that there is going to be a false advertising law brought in to punish ISPs who advertise top speeds that are much higher than the actual provided speeds. Sounds about time. Ah, okay. So basically, uh, it's a TV cup. It's a time for companies to be honest. Yep. This is um, similar to the one we had last week with um, AT&T in America. Yeah, though they could theoretically actually provide the uh, fast lanes they were advertising. Hmm. Yeah, but the only problem is, though, like, unlike AT&T, Australia, the, uh, the only problem is, though, Australia can still go on, a, can still debate this. AT&T was basically, that's the law, that's the law, you can't do anything about it. Well, actually, no, technically, there's already a law about false advertising. This is yep. just going to be more a specialised law. So there's already, there's, there is literally already a law about false advertising for services and everything like that, which covers it. This is just going to help it be specifically about that so that they can have extra large fines aimed specifically at the companies. And hopefully it'll make it easier for the average person to bring a case again. Yes. Yeah. Let's just hope the tr- let's just hope it ends well. People get this. Well, let's just hope that the companies actually start living up to the promises that they're making. It doesn't yeah. look like there will be any compensation. It looks like there will be fines for the ISP. And in a perfect world, these fines would go into funding public MBN, but we all know that's <laughs> going to happen. It will never happen. It will never happen. That's like you said. It's a in a perfect world, maybe, but reality, nope. It will never happen. Yeah, come on. Someone's got to pay for those lunches for the politicians and their cronies. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And 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 their babies that they have on the side with their staffers. <laughs> oh, 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 that's just wrong. <laughs> well, yeah, I've seen pictures of both of the people involved in that particular one, and yeah, <laughs> they didn't do the human race a favor there. <laughs> oh, I don't want to hit that mental image. Oh, that mental image. Uh, no, stop it. Stop it now. <laughs> We're trying to gain subscribers, not lose them. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So we, we will apologise, folks. The the droid does have a sick, perverted sense. Of, <laughs> disgusting. Oh, uh, but I, I think this is a bold. This is a good step in the in the right direction in terms of consumer laws. It's a good. It's a good step, and at least it will not let people get ripped off in the long run. Well, as I said, like technically, there's already the laws there, and if you want to pursue something on it, there is always the ombudsman and so forth. And, yeah, if you ever have troubles with any of the companies, to be completely honest with you, just, just say to them, look, you know what, I'm tired of talking to you. I'm going to take this to the ombudsman. They generally start to get a bit more nervous because the ombudsman has a lot of power. Yeah, yeah. Although the one thing that I would kind of have a fear of is the loopholes. of How are these companies, there's going to be any loopholes? Well, there's loopholes that they're already trying to get through, but... If they advertise, they, that's the reason why there's always small print hidden at the bottom and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. Um, once once you have a clear case where it's been breached, then yeah, it'd be be the same as um, there was a. I'm not sure if you can remember a couple of years back um, with all the discounted fuel 
prices being advertised at the service stations. There Dang was me. actually a, there was a big thing kicked up about that, and they actually got um, brought up before the Triple C. Is it? They, yeah, A Triple C. Yeah, A Triple C investigated the matter, and they were brought before it. And yeah, they I think Woolworths and Coles both received fines for the ambiguity of how they were advertising the prices. So this was when they started doing the uh, spend thirty dollars in store get. Four cents per liter off was it? Yeah, I was just it was a couple of years after it had been around. Um, as as you drove towards the service station, they had the big price up, and then in small print underneath it, where you couldn't read it, it was saying um, with with the discount docket or whatever. And then some of them were adding like because you could have the docket plus, then spend another five dollars in store, you get a further four cents off. So some of them were putting the price of the eight cents a liter off. So the double discount was with the big price that they were putting up. So people were going in and filling up, thinking they're going to get cheaper again. And yeah, it was a big issue. So this this is a similar situation where there's going to be some laws to help limit and clarify behaviour. So there won't be any loopholes anymore. Yeah, and and hope I think this, like I said before, this is a step in the right direction. People are getting like internet. Australian internet is vital in our country. This this sort of practices shouldn't be tolerated. You wouldn't be able to hear Bucky and I's beautiful voices without it. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, Bucky indeed. and I's. No, I screwed that up. But with with the um, plus side of that, you wouldn't hear the DJ and his perverted sense of humor. whatever. Well, <laughs> no, nah, I wouldn't call it humor. Nobody else does. <laughs> hey, right. um, yeah, you were saying something about net neutrality laws or something yes um, after this big battle for net neutrality in the u.s the washington state has decided to enact a net neutrality law to impose net neutrality on the state level even though the fcc tried to put in a clause in their law that you couldn't have a state level net neutrality law so it'll be interesting to see how this goes well, from my understanding with the legal system for a lot of the states in America, state law can supersede federal law for a lot of things. Um, so, yeah, like the, the the federal gets its authority from the state. So, yeah, hopefully it'll be a start of a rolling effect across lots of other states and, and the federal government will have to just pull its head out of whatever orifice it's got it in. Well, there are other, well, other states are coming in, like Montana, New York, New Jersey, Hawaii, and Vermont have started um, banning state agents from doing that sort of practice. Um, banning state agencies from doing that? From doing business with broadband providers promised to uphold the neutrality. Okay. So if I'm understanding that right, it basically means that government bodies can't buy internet from an ISP who is discriminatory yeah but it's not the same as with washington here bringing in a law that's saying there's got to be net neutrality and failure to abide by it can mean that you don't you're not allowed to do business in that state i, I was wondering though professor uh did you see the document i gave you a while back about uh the whole the whole the whole out outline yeah, I don't really don't know why you sent that to me when it's already perfectly summarised in the article. Well, it was just what much more to see if there's any loophole. I'm not a lawyer, so I wouldn't take but, that into account. But this will be this will be an interesting battle. A lot of people are really against net neutrality, but state by state, this is going to be. Yeah, 
Uh, it's early days and hopefully common sense will win out and America will remember that government is based of the people, by the people, for the people, not of the people by a select few for the entity. So, yeah. Just, uh, hopefully, hopefully we get some, it probably does get out. Anyways, uh, moving along, we, we, you were talking about um, dark Demon Souls. Yes. Carrying on from a topic we had a few weeks ago about an exemption for copyright laws for MMOs, Demon Souls now has uh, shut down the official multiplayer servers as of last month. And within a few weeks of that, a test version of a fan-made server came online. Okay. Still under active development, looking at uh, their subreddit page, sorry, their Reddit page. And I think it's not exactly an MMO, but it does have a large amount of multiplayer functionality. So I think it would probably fall under the exemption for reconstructing multiplayer games that we were discussing a few weeks ago yeah fingers crossed on that one yeah the bright side they won't get a cease and desist oh yeah who's the, who's the uh, publisher for that it's created by from software but the publisher was different in every area it's why demon souls hasn't uh, been announced for a remaster because the rights are too spread out at the moment Oh, well. I wonder how many people are going to quit out of that game, out of that server, when, when because of the hist- because of Demon Soul and how hard that game is. Well, if you're playing on the multiplayer server, you're probably someone who already owns Demon Souls, oh. and you're probably someone who already wanted to play it. I take it you you guys played it as well. No, um, might have had a bit of race. Uh, I, I I couldn't even finish the game. I just I think I was like zero point one percent of that game, and I just gave up. Uh-huh. Was, that game was torture, torture. I tell, you. but um, but it's good though. It's good to see someone um trying getting that getting that server up and running. I mean, it's hard to get um, it's hard to get some old games to bring them up with all the fan with all without the fanfare. So it's good to get there's a fan base for that type of game. Mm-hmm. And it's great to see that they're continuing development so far. I've seen many of these sorts of projects where they get to a, a basic stage and then the group breaks up. From what I can tell, this looks like it's almost complete at the moment. Oh, well, it's good to, good to see fans uh, sticking to something they love and making it happen more. That's how some of the best bits and pieces have ever eventuated. Like Black Mesa Source. Um, yeah, also right. some of the maps you used to be able to play on World of Warcraft 3 with um, some of the servers out there. There were lots of fan-made maps, and it was actually quite a quite a massive list at one point where there was thousands and thousands of maps. Yeah, we still crack that out for LAN parties I go to. Although, wasn't yeah. um, the original Dota one of those Warcraft custom maps? Probably. Um, although it's a bit of an insult to Warcraft associated with Dota. <laughs> I remember <laughs> Valve was uh, sued by Blizzard when they released Dota 2 for that sort of reason. And uh, the argument was whether Blizzard owned the IP because it was created in Warcraft 3 or not. If I remember correctly, <laughs> yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it was um, Blizzard. I think Valve, the cease assist. Oh, got got to give Blizzard credit because they've come up with some amazing games over the years. And instead of losing sight of the games that they've done well, they've stayed with those games and they've tried to make them better. Although World of Warcraft was a bit of a pain, but they generally tend to stick with what they know. Yeah, and they're, and they and they're doing well him to have input on stuff as well. Anyways, guys, moving along. So. Are you? Are we? Oh, I don't know. Let's let's uh we're talking about the uh... Who's hosting this week, DJ? What's up? Who's hosting this week? Oh yeah, it's you. <laughs> yeah, it's me, that's right. 
<laughs> you cut that out, or I'll kick you and ban you from this server. <laughs> I'll pull the plug. <laughs> Please, actually, can we mute him again? Yeah, yeah, I can do that. Uh, let's do that. Yeah, then. stun. Good. Okay. So our next so topic was uh, one of yours, I think. The uh, Bachelor Star to test Einstein's theory, which I will admit I thought meant that there was some genius on the show, The Bachelor. Yeah. Um. Look. Um. To be completely honest, I still can't understand how you could think that because I only saw the beginning where it said Bachelor Star. Okay. Well, mate, I, I I can go with that then. Except if they're testing Einstein's theory, I don't know. Did you? Well, no. Einstein did have a theory of if you do the same stupid. Same thing over and over again, expecting something different than its uh, definition of stupidity or something like that. So insanity, I think. He... I will admit, I don't watch The Bachelor, so I have no idea of the caliber of people on it. Um, I just go on the idea that it's reality TV, so therefore they're probably not very. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, Source Two is single and ready to mingle. Um, yeah, there's a there's been a confirmation on Source Two as a bachelor star and yeah previously believed to have been part of a binary systems and it's apparently now gotten divorced had a breakup send the ex to the rubbish chip but um yeah there's 16 years in the making with um a team of researchers ready to use some special equipment to test einstein's theory in relation to bachelor stars what he's so Sorry, what I was just going to say, what his theory was that light coming from a strong gravitational field gets stretched out or red shifted. So, yeah, they're hoping to measure the phenomenon in spring when the star approaches a supermassive black hole at the center of the Milky Way. Which, presumably, that's an American website, so spring will be our autumn. Yes, um, it, is, it is an American website, so... So in the next couple of months. Which is exciting. Yes. Actually... Another thing to go with this that'll work well. Um, not that long ago, I saw something on Facebook, which isn't a particularly strong source of news, I understand and appreciate. But there was a suggestion that we have a, I think it was called Galaxy Hour, where everyone, all, every, everywhere all over the world, all lights are turned off and everyone looks up at the stars. That reminds me of the point behind uh, Electron's Humanity Star. Okay. That's a um, a giant disco ball that was launched into space on Electron's rocket launch a month or two ago. And it's this art project that's supposed to get everyone looking at the sky. I remember seeing something about that. Hmm. Yeah, um, yeah Morgan Freeman uh, has apparently suggested on Twitter... Um, or Instagram, we should have a holiday called Space Day where all lights around the world are shut off for the whole night to reduce light pollution so we can actually see the galaxy. Wait, didn't they have that already called... Didn't they have that day called Earth Hour for that? Yeah, but they just turn off your internal lights. So you still can't see the stars because of all the street lights. Mm. And this is not for just one hour. This is the whole night. All lights everywhere are turned off that possibly can be. So, yeah, there'd be, be an interesting thing. I'd love to see. And everyone been able to go outside and just sit and look at the stars for a change. And I see, I'd love to see more work done to reduce light pollution from things like street lights and cities, possibly shielded lights or lights in certain wavelengths that are less likely to drown out the um, 
drown out the stars. Out of curiosity, though, fellas, when is Earth Hour? I don't know. Let me, uh... While he's doing that, Bucky, what do you think? Since we're finding a partner for the DJ, should we matchmake <laughs> for this star as well? Oh my god. <laughs> I've only came uh, tw um I only came back came out for one minute. <laughs> you guys are making date plans already? Man. <laughs> Alright guys, I've got the date. Uh 24th of March. Okay. So no just, uh two weeks from now. Oh, you guys better not be making date plans on <laughs> dating plans on <laughs> on that day for me. No. We're talking about the star at the moment. We're still waiting to see who wins the competition to date you. <laughs> oh dear god uh but um yeah i, I would like to see, I, i'd like to see this happen see this happen if only i can get a very powerful telescope to watch this event you still want to go out in the country to look at stars if you're talking about earth day if you're talking about watching this um star go past the black hole you're going to want some sort of radio telescope and there's no way you'll ever afford one of them maybe planet maybe maybe the planetarium might have unlikely You could go to parks, or you could go and hijack the square kilometer array Pathfinder. The, ch the, the, the chances of that happening, zero Low. to nil. In fact, yeah. you could even already be involved in this research, because researchers borrow time on satellites around, um, uh, telescopes around the world to make sure they have a view of whatever event they're looking for. Buck, you got, Buck, you got anything to add? Buck? I'm here. Huh. If you oh, get stopped talking, you could hear me. Um... Yeah, I was just saying, there's the spectroscopic binary lead analyst, um, Devon Chu. He's with the Galactic Center Group. So if you're interested in finding out more about it, then, yeah, look them up on the website. And, yeah, they might be able to get some more information as it's happening. Um, they're, they're, they're excited about this, and I can understand why, because it looks, looks like it's going to be a whole lot of fun. And there's going to be some amazing science coming out of this. Yeah. And if we're lucky, they'll create wormholes and we can finally get away from the DJ. <laughs> and if, if that all fails, we'll have, we'll have a specific location of where the black hole is and we can just ask Elon Musk to send him there to test it, whether that's actually a wormhole. Well, that was a theory someone had once. Yeah, sounds like we've got a plan. <laughs> whether, it, whether it works or not, who cares? We put him on a rocket and send him free. This is how science works. <laughs> And what's the what's the hypothesis? Um, will or be will you be transported somewhere joy? far away? <laughs> um, will we be dancing for joy at the peace and quiet and serenity? But we'll have to do it after Valentine's Day next year because you got to have the opportunity to go on your date. <laughs> Entries are still open. Oh my god! Dun, 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 dun. All right, that's uh, all right. Uh, that will be an interesting date that happens. Really. Uh, Are you promising you to make it memorable for the lady involved? Or I man? don't know. <laughs> We're not going to specify that to be a lady. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Moving along. Are we? No. We're still talking about you going on a date. No. I don't Fuck you. Remind me. What are the entry conditions? <laughs> um, at the moment, there is no limitations. <laughs> by, your law, name in. by law, when he's not supposed to be dating his mother... <laughs> so that's basically the only limitations we have at the moment. Um, preferably human. Uh, Doesn't have to be. <laughs> although we could get in trouble with the RSPCA for cruelty to animals. Oh, come off it, fellas. This is not funny. <laughs> This is not funny. But you're laughing, so... Yeah, I, I am laughing funny. and crying at the same time. Yeah, but that's a tease of joy, we know. <laughs> hey, um... 
I saw a, a note pop up from Asus um, with the motherboards. They're actually bringing out a Tinkerboard, which is a little bit different to the ones I used to play with as a kid, but, yeah, it's looking a lot of fun. It's uh, one of those single-board computers like a Raspberry, isn't it? Along those lines, um, yeah, it's ultra-small form factor, um, PC DIY sort of stuff, and, yeah, reliable, extremely capable platform so yeah it's looking very much like a, a raspberry with um, all sorts of bits and pieces to do looking at the maybe maybe we could replace the dj's control circuit <laughs> we could well, well and it uh i believe it is compatible with windows 10 so what uh is it actually well it's arm based and there is a version of windows for arm i'm just a full version yet it is out there so mm-hmm. What I've always been interested in the single board computers is whether you can run a modern operating system on them and create a little computer to give to someone who doesn't need a lot of power, like your grandma, so you can still check her email. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the idea of there was someone for one of the cosplay outfits created like a arm piece that went on the forearm, so they actually had the wrist computer, like you have in some of the science fiction stuff. Oh, uh, nice. They they had a limited option thing i'm th- not even sure if it was actually a raspberry or something else and then someone else did something similar with a mobile phone i've seen a um, guy make a um a pip boy from fallout using a raspberry mm. so i'm thinking if this is a step closer to operating on a proper full site full scale operating s- system such as windows 10 um are we getting a step closer to having those fabulous wrist computer systems and can someone Please make us one. So these things are insanely power efficient, these single board computers, because mm-hmm. they're so low powered. They will capably do emails, video playing, all of that. So I'm really hopeful that um, as this technology progresses, you'll start seeing it implemented in more and more high-end systems mm-hmm. because modern computers are so much incredibly better than old computers. I was watching a documentary on a uh, PDP-1 which used two kilowatts of power and could run the most basic of games. <laughs> but uh, these days you can get a, a Raspberry Pi, which if you install emulators, is a very capable gaming and it uses three watts of power. So I'm looking forward to the day where we don't have to worry about needing a full kilowatt to run a high-end gaming PC. Oh, yeah. And um, one of the things I find interesting with this is in amongst all the bits and pieces that's it's saying like some of the different issue, different uses. It's got high-quality media, playback, gaming, computer vision, but it's also got gesture recognition. Ooh. So is that going to be if you move your arm in a certain if you if you move it around in a certain way, is it going to recognise patterns, or is it just like your phone where it does the flip and tip sort of stuff? I think it's more the facial recognition software thing. It's gesture recognition rather than facial recognition. Yeah, but two different words: facial gesture, and to an extent, ge- facial recognition is much easier than gesture recognition. Mm. Fa- fa- just so you can know the difference, there, DJ. Um, facial recognition is we recognise the strange face you pull when we give you the hand gesture of the Hawaiian good luck sign. <laughs> so that's the face. <laughs> yeah, there it goes. But, and uh, if you win a date with the DJ, you can watch him pull that face all night long. 
You might even enjoy trying to get him to do it more. <laughs> but um, um, just noticed um, the GPIO interface with the IoT connectivity, something I've overlooked, and it connects with um, USB 2 ports. So you can actually expand this out to include other bits and pieces. Is the uh, GPIO Raspberry Pi standard? Um, I can't remember the the Raspberry Pi standards at the moment. Um, I tend to start getting lost when I start reading some of the technical details. Oh, I wouldn't expect you to remember it off your head, but, but um, it's it is yeah. ranging. It's a forty pin GPIO interface that'll allow interfacing with a range of inputs from button switches, sensors. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. LEDs and much more. It's equipped with a DSi MIPI connection for displays and screens and a secondary CSi MIPI connection. That allows for cameras and computer vision. Yes, and it looks like it might actually be Raspberry Pi standard. Ooh, I'm not, man. not an expert in a GPIO, but it does look like it. It's, which is, uh, um, I know it's like not an official standard, but I like that all these boards are following Raspberry Pi standard because it means that you can run tools on a um, right on any of these boards. Um. I do have a thing. The thing I would like to say, like, it's saying that the ticket board is an office makers, LOT, IOT um, enthusiast, hobbyist, uh, DIY enthusiast. I reckon charity organizations would love this. Imagining kids how to build computer technology. That is literally what the Raspberry Pi was originally created for. If you look at the uh, Kickstarters and press hmm. kits they put out, they were trying to create one of the sort of computers that were popular. 20 or 30 years ago when kids were able to learn a computer from scratch. Mm -hmm. Back when I was first building PCs and, well, not first, but getting into it a bit more. Um, Just looking a bit further into some of the information here, the ARM-based CPU chip, the RK3288 SoC. It's a a, uh, rock chip one. It's a quad-core for multi-thread application performance and operates at frequencies of up to 1.8 gigahertz. So something this small running at that sort of capability, that's pretty decent. Yes, um, it looks like, for example, well, yeah, for uh, floating point calculations, they have doubled the performance of whatever that competitor single board computer is. Mm. And it's operating on a, I think it's a DDR3 for RAM. So apparently that's, not that's, bad better, that, that's right up above the um, competitors <clears throat> at the moment. I'm just looking through some of the um, benchmarking stuff that's available for, that people have done. The I might, Sorry. don't I'm say, but there is um, hundreds of these things. Mm. Yes, I, was, I was wondering maybe Apple and Apple and IBM might Well, this is an IBM base format ibm are more business computers these days 
this is a different area to what they were. And Apple sucks. Let's see. Um, it looks like they might be using a Raspberry Pi as the competitor. They haven't named it, but it is using the Cortex A53 ARM chip, which is, uh, I believe, the Raspberry Pi processor. Hmm. Um, I'm just looking through it there. Um, network performance. It is absolutely destroying them. You mean Wi-Fi? Network performance. Well, Wi-Fi, it's network and audio specifications. So you can actually, because it's got the USB connections, you connect, can connect it up to other stuff. But, um, yeah, it's the YSB, the, the USB and other bits and pieces. Um, as a TX, its competitor is 94.1. Whereas the Tinkerboard is 940.7. Oh, yes. The uh, well, transfer and receive speeds, this is. Transfer and receives are 10% faster. 10% faster? No, um, oh, sorry. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Uh, no, well, the um, the competitor board is only 10% of the speed of the Tinkerboard. Yeah. And as a server, it even less than 10 The competitor is it's less than 10%. That's something I'd be interested in because... Um, the Raspberry Pi has a project called Pi-Hole, which is used as a uh, an ad blocker. You set it up as a sort of DNS server. The issue is that the Raspberry Pi doesn't have gigabit Ethernet, and it can get bogged down. So uh, I haven't bothered putting one in myself. But if you could get this thing, and it does have gigabit, and hook it up to my router and run it that way, I would definitely consider that. Yeah, Um I wonder just how much it's looking at some comes. of these stats. It's just looking absolutely ridiculous. So much more fun. Um, Wi-Fi performance, signal loss. Um, it seems wow. to be absolutely caning. The competitor. I got. I, I glanced through this briefly before bringing it to you guys. And okay, hang on. Requirement. Um, okay. Answer. This answers your question, there, um, Professor. Um, it's operating for Linux or Windows. Okay, I wonder if it's full Windows or the um, Windows Internet of Things. Um, it's got a Win32 disk imager showing up here as a picture as part of it. Um, I haven't seen which Windows it's saying it operates on, but the fact that they're actually running it like as a Linux or a Windows option is... Yes, you can run windows internet of things on um on a raspberry but this is more powerful so it's definitely something interesting it's got a lot of um download information and so forth available there too what i'm interested to uh see though is um certain aspects of performance i've actually been experimenting with building a distributed computing cluster out of raspberry pi's and similar boards, and I happened to find out about a brand of board called the Pine 64, which okay. is very similar to a Raspberry, follows the Raspberry uh, GPIO format, but it has a slightly more advanced chip on it, basically the same chip, except this one includes instructions for encryption. And what I found out is that these boards are actually uh, watt per kilo hash more efficient than a graphics card at, say, Bitcoin mining. Okay. So it'll be interesting to see how this um this compares to that. Well, they've um, got a, a, a couple of um, the GPI pin outs. They've got a, a bit of a chart here for some of the bits and pieces where they're saying um, you can, they're recommending you look at Python and the Python library 
for some of the bits and pieces for other ideas, etc. So yeah. they're truly embracing this. I wonder how much does the, the entire thing cost? In- Looking uh, at yeah. the page, I found it on Umart on pre-order for $99. Okay, um, that just looks like it's going to be so much fun. And they're going to sell out fast, hopefully, because, yeah. Hopefully not as fast as the Raspberry Pi Zero. Well, to be honest, I'd love this thing to be selling out so fast and creating a massive demand. I mean, the uh, the issue of the Raspberry Pi Zero is that they released it and have been completely unable to keep it in stock anywhere. Okay. <laughs> um, well, with this, if they can, if they've got demand for it, um, it means that the research is going to keep going into it and expanding on it. And looking at the stats on this at the moment, the more more research it goes into it, the better it's going to be in the in the long term. Um, I've just taken a look at that to find out when it's due to release, and it turns out um, the initial release was in early 2017. Okay, don't, don't know why I didn't see anything about this sooner. It's not on the. I vaguely remember hearing about it, but uh, I hadn't realised it had been released yet. Here we go. According to Wikipedia, benchmarks on this have found that the Tinkerboard has twice the processing power of a Raspberry Pi 3 in 32-bit mode. And when the benchmarks were done, the Raspberry Pi 3 didn't have a 64-bit operating system. Mm-hmm. So they um, couldn't compare that. Um, RAM is 25% faster than Pi 3. SD card access is twice as fast. Yeah, that's um, very, impressive. Very, I'm, very impressive. I'm just loving the potential of what this means for computing. Yes, I might have to pick one up. I probably won't use it for this project, but uh, I'm thinking of putting together a a brain for my dad's hydroponic garden. Okay. So uh, this would have more than enough pins and everything for it, but it's probably more powerful than I need. I could probably get by with an Arduino. But I'm sure people smarter than me will find ways to use it. I wonder mm. how many hackers in the would love this type of farm. Uh, well, going on experience of some of the people I know that were hacking back in the day when hackers were actually true hackers with playing with code. Um, As opposed to bad guys, just to make that clear. Um, They would be having nerdgasm over this. I could could see them literally having face-melting moments at the potential applications that they could do with this. Um, I could see someone using one of these. You know, you see Christmas lights where they're operating in sequence and doing all the big displays. I could see one of these being used for that where you could have all the information stored with the micro SD or a USB or something and programs running it so that you've got complete light displays on the house that you don't see the same thing twice in a night sort of thing over a period of eight hours or something. It would be pretty good for people yes. with this type of, with, with these sorts of... T- and with this many like uh, GPIO pins, you're not going to run out of space to put Options. your lights. Hmm. Well, I'm actually four, doing that right now, pins. Yeah, um, it's that's ridiculously I'm, cool. I'm actually developing a uh, computer-controlled light at the moment. Have you guys ever seen those lights where oh, you trigger at one end and the light at the other end changes colors? I'm actually putting some of them together right now. Okay. I just need to finish getting the code sorted. I'm using a Wi-Fi-enabled... Uh, they're right next to me. I'll grab the chip. Okay, so I'm using an ESP uh, 12N Wi-Fi Arduino type controller mm-hmm. with uh, what it looks like 30 pins, I think, and mm-hmm. combining that with some uh, 
I believe they're addressable RGB LEDs that I bought off a mate. So uh, I'm putting all of that inside a couple of light fittings I bought from Bunnings. Okay. Hey, um, I'm just looking at this, and I'm thinking you were trying to restore that laptop. Yeah. It's kind of sad that this is actually probably about, what, a thousand times more powerful than that laptop Absolutely. <laughs> but, oh, mate, I'm just... I'm just, I'm sorry, just the more I read on this, looking at some of the stats, it's just mind-blowing, the possibilities of what you can do with this. Have I given you guys an update on the laptop recently? No, no you haven't. Well, um, my mate who was uh, studying electrical engineering came over uh, a week or so ago, and we tore it down and had a look, and we found out that the, we think it's uh, absolutely completely buggered, <laughs> because the... Uh, we don't have the skills or the experience to know what to do next. The motherboard won't output video even to an external monitor, and the mm -hmm. internal monitor seems to be damaged. Okay. So at the moment, so I'm looking at options to uh, rebuild it with uh, possibly one of these boards. I was just going to say, can, can I interest you in a, a new control system? Yep. <laughs> it's on me, my, uh, on my list. Let's let's have a look at the Tinker board and see what he can do for that baby. <laughs> I'm actually just I just had an idea. Could you imagine the potential of what you could get up to if you actually linked one of these with one of the like say something like the new S nine with all the applications that's got running? And if you have this as a connection to it, I've seen people linking Raspberry Pis up to mobile phones and some of the stuff they can do. Could you imagine the stuff you could do with this? Yeah. yeah. Some Ooh. How were they linking it to the uh, to the phone? Um, they had a, I think it was through the micro USB port into the phone. Okay. I'm not sure. They, they'd had a hardwired connection or something coming out. I'm not sure exactly how it was on the other end with the Raspberry Pi, but um, yeah, they they had stuff they were doing on the Raspberry Pi was also showing on the mobile phone. Uh, I did something like that once. I used um, Bluetooth okay. and a uh, a terminal emulator on my ras on my phone to connect to the Raspberry. Okay, I've also seen someone use a Raspberry Pi where they've taken to put it in like a um, metal tin for with a hinge lid and created a like a Nintendo. Yeah, I've uh, been I've known about him for a while, but I've recently gotten into watching Ben Hex uh, projects. He does a lot okay. of Raspberry Pi hacks like that. And okay. I've just found out that he's leaving YouTube and looking for a replacement. So uh -huh. if you know how to do dodgy stuff with Raspberry Pis, there's your job. Okay. Um, I've never actually played with a Raspberry Pi. Just, yeah, I always see some of the stuff and I always find it interesting to just sit and look at it and just admire the ingenuity of what people can come up with. Yeah. But, yeah, the fact that this is actually encouraging Python is actually a great action as well. Oh, I love Python. I still remember writing back, back, back in the day on yeah, basic and so forth, and that was disgustingly painful. <laughs> Have you guys seen um, The Good Place? Um, the Good what, Place. Can you give us more information? It's, when you say uh, Good Place, I think there's a, there's actually a really nice restaurant not far from well, where I live that unfortunately came out over the water. It's a... Um, a comedy show about someone who dies and goes to heaven, but she's a bit selfish as she doesn't really belong there. And she's trying okay. to fit in so that they don't kick her out. And uh, the main character's favorite insult is to call people your basic. And I found out the other day that uh, 
the PlayStation 2 had a programming language on it called Your Basic. <laughs> and I can't see that without thinking of that show now. Um, I'm just still absolutely blown away by this. The more I read about it, the more I'm loving it. Um, I wonder if we can actually build a... They've actually got a link there for about how much power and so forth it uses. Um, what are looking at? On the tinkerboard here. Oh, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, what is the, the number? Um, tinkerboard requires 5 volts slash 2 squiggly 2.5 amps power via the micro USB port. Um, the exact amount of current MA the tinkerboard requires will depend on what's connected to it okay. for general use uh, 2 amp power supply or 2A. I guess I'm a little bit rusty on that, but yeah. Hold on, so power that's uh, squiggly power by the uh, the USB port, is it? That's yeah. power supply. That's um, if, you, if you actually go to the link that I've supplied you, you scroll down, it's got about like with the hardware, it's got actually got that um, power supply, USB, and GPIO. And it's actually got a thing there with the power supply. What's interesting about that is that um, squiggly is for AC. I want to say squiggly is a DC. The, not just a dash, it's the, um, yeah, it's not, a, not a, just a normal straight flash, straight dash line, it's the squiggly one. A, top left of your keyboard maybe it can accept both uh i'd have to look at the page again but um it might have a, a barrel plug or something on it i'm not too sure yeah um see typically tinkerboard uses between 700 to 1000 milliamps depending on which peripherals are connected um oh right okay mistake that is um 5 volt 2 to 2.5 amp not 5 volt ac or anything Okay. Yeah, I haven't been keeping up to date with all that and haven't looked at any of that for a while, so, yeah. I generally try to stay away from playing with the electricity and things too much. Yeah, my rule is anything that's above 12 volts I'm going to not do. Yeah. Because I like not being electrocuted. Ah, the the DJ enjoys it, though. <laughs> yes. Well, yes. we enjoy we, we enjoy electrocuting him. Um, it hurts, just, but it's good. The, the stats in here Stop are making this weird. so cool. Yes. I, I want to see Roboticist to do a lot of work. It'd be really cool. To see what's well, happening. from I had... what I can see, there's a lot of stuff already been happening, it seems. So there there might be a lot more happening out there than what we know. Actually, there's a video here about boot up Tinkerboard with Tinker OS Android. Yes, uh, Android as a um, single board computer OS has been available for a while. So that, that's got some possibilities. Yeah. You could build your own, uh, what was it called? Anuya? One of those shitty consoles that came out on Kickstarter years ago and flopped entirely because it was just a, a phone that you plugged into your TV to play apps. Okay. Everyone was like, well, would I play Angry Birds on my TV? <laughs> oh, you mean the Uyala? No, it was just Uya. Hmm. Anyway, we've been going on about this for quite a while. We should move on to the next topic, which is that Arnold Schwarzenegger is going to begin filming Terminator 6 soon. He said that, um, apparently he said that we're starting to shoot Terminator in June, October, so I'm in that. I'm looking forward to coming back. As, uh, it's going to be great working with uh, Tim Miller as director and James Cameron supervising the whole thing. This will be interesting. Uh, this, Was he in, um, in Terminator 5? Um, I think they, they used his image for the basic of it, but because it had to be a younger version, they couldn't yeah. actually have him. But they just yeah, they had double. a CGI okay. version of him. It was a body double. It will be interesting to see if this one comes out any good. Because uh, 
there hasn't been a whole lot of success for reboots of well not really reboots but sequels to classic 70s uh, sci-fi franchises i'm sure you guys know the uh, reaction to alien covenant mm, but mm. this was 80s so okay um yeah for, for those of you who are too young to remember that terminator actually started in the 80s not the 70s what is you still you guys still think terminator 2 was the best of them i haven't actually seen terminator yes i am aware of my sin How could... i remember going to a school dance where we had to get dressed up in costumes and yeah one of the guys from year 12 turned up trying to do a terminator impression so he arrived naked and stole everyone's clothes <laughs> well, no, not quite that bad, thank thank goodness. But it was a bit of a miserable attempt because he was kind of scrawny. So he he said he all the flesh had been burnt off and it was just the, the android's skeleton underneath now. <laughs> so you melt him you melted him down, didn't you, um, Bucky? Well a few of us were thinking about it. That was just because of the fact that he was a pain. <laughs> Uh, where, do you think we got, where do you think we got the parts for you from? Oh, <laughs> so yeah, I, I, built, I st- the brain unit failed, and we had to replace it with a cheaper model. <laughs> yeah, we weren't born the and never Cardo probably would be a better improvement at the moment, though. Although yeah, honestly, then I'd never be able to afford a house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, unless if it's unless if it's smashed. Wait, your brain or the avocado? The avocado. <laughs> Anyway, know, let's, let's compare that. Well, let's see which which goes better: the smashed avocado or smashed DJ brain. <laughs> yeah, well, um, you can eat sheep's brain, and we know how closely related to sheep he is. Let's find some Welsh farmer who eats sheep brain and ask him what it tastes like. He's uh, gone quiet. He's gone quiet. Uh, <laughs> I think he's scared. Yeah, I'm scared of you two now. <laughs> what? What? You, you guys got a list for me, haven't you? Things to ways to melt me down. Yeah, and <laughs> we won't do it until after Valentine's Day. You got to go on. You, we, we're going to let you go on this date at least once. And if the person likes you, they can keep you. Here is um speaking of brains. Here's a comment by Van Zella on Reddit who says that he had big brain and it has a consistency between toothpaste and jelly and tastes like much stronger pork liver. I think I remember a video that um. Gavin Free and Jeff Ramsey um, from Rusity, they ate ha- um, pig's brains on Halloween. Yeah, it tasted weird. Mm-hmm. So getting back to the topic, though, um, any more information about Terminator? Uh, they say, like I said, it's um, it's Tim Miller that's directing this time, and he's the guy behind Deadpool. So I'm hoping it doesn't become too much of a comedy movie. Um, well, James Cameron's overseen it, so... I think yeah. you'll make sure that they stay on track. This Terminator Genesis, it just felt like, despite the fact they had live actions, there was just, like, humour, which which was like, okay, this what's with this deadpan humour? Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger loves deadpan humour, and a lot of the people that love Terminator love deadpan humour. Yeah, but it was, like, in Terminator 3, there wasn't much humour. Terminator Salvation, not much humour. Oh, no, it was there. You just missed it. My fast, my my have my have ran through me, my have went past me. Mm, a lot of things too. But still, like this, Tim Miller, uh, there is some potential, but yeah, we'll we'll see how. I, I'm I'm skeptical. I'm still skeptical about the franchise. This might be a make or break for the franchise. Okay. Is a... anyway? We're running a bit long, so we should move on to our next topic and wrap up. Our yeah. next topic is Doug Jones. Yes. Um. 
reading through some stuff during the week and thought we should probably give a shout out to this guy. Um, he's probably one of the most well-known actors that you don't actually know. Um, he was actually the one of the lead characters in The Shape of Water. Um, and by was, one of the lead characters, we mean the fish. Yes. <laughs> well, he, he was the Aquaman. The I saw a, a great description of that movie the other day. Mm-hmm. Grinding Nemo. <laughs> I can go with that. Um, he was also in Hellboy as Abe. So this is this is a situation where he possibly played Abe's father as well as Abe. So yeah, both from Del Toro and yeah, for those who have watched both both of the Hellboy movies and Shape of Water, um, I think this is Abe's father in this one. So. Um, over 150 credits to his name. Um, He's a talented yeah. man. And 57 years of age. Super hardworking man that just you don't often you don't often know it's him in the movies. But yeah, they were saying on this uh, they were saying on this bio that he is a contortionist as well. Um, and I'm going, yeah, that body structure. Yep, he is one at 56 contorting like that. One fit dude. Yeah, um, he was also the Silver Surfer. In the Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer. Yeah, right. Uh, uh, I still have bad memories of that. Uh, <laughs> uh. Oh, oh. Alrighty. Um, um, well, well, we do, well, apparently um, the professor's computer has just gone cactus on him, folks. So, yeah, this was going to be the close of the show anyway. So, thoughts stay. Thank you for listening in again this week. And take care. Enjoy. And... Please feel free to leave us a message, give us a shout out, and we're proudly brought brought to you by That's Not Canon Productions. So take care and have a great week. Great week, and we'll speak to you again soon. Cheers. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.